gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. From the Ancient One Studio, this is the Cubic Shenanigans Warhammer Podcast. Welcome to the Cube. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 105 of the Cubic Shenanigans Warhammer Podcast. I am your host Dan. And I'm Brendan. Brendan, we are going to talk about some fun stuff and we are going to be totally subjective. No database, nothing. We're just going to give our opinions. We were short on material. <laughs> and what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be taking some of the largest and most iconic models of the game, and we are going to be giving them grades. Not so much in the sense of like a tier list or anything like that, but we have a set of criteria that, you know, we're going to look at the model and the rule set a little bit and, you know, give them some A's through F's and go through there. We basically picked out you know, a model per army book. In the case of War Clans, one per sub faction. And we'll go through a bunch of them or all of them. And if we got time, we'll cover more. And the other piece of this, Brendan, is that it's not all inclusive. I mean, there are mm. going to be people, for example, with Soul Blight. They're going to go, well, why didn't you pick this or what? We just we picked, picked one. One, yeah, we picked out one. of each faction. So we're hoping that this is a good exercise for you as well and you guys have fun with this as you're listening that you kind of grade along and see how you compare to our grades and there's just, no right answer we just want to have fun with this you know and we're that fun open-ended kind of teacher class where it's like <laughs> there's no wrong answers there's no right answer. But we're going to give you a grade anyway. But it's about the process. <laughs> I have to give you a grade. The school board requires me to do that. Stop. But it's too close to home for you, Dan. Stop, yes. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. And I know we're going to have a good time with it. I know you'll have a good time with it. We also have quite a few either pre-orders from last Saturday. We're recording on a Tuesday again. Or pre-orders coming up this coming Saturday. I would suggest, as always, when we need to, that Buckle you up. check the show notes. Check the timestamps to make sure you know you're where you want to be and spend the time that you want to with each segment of the show we've got some exciting news in scriptorium and of course all the other usual kit so with that brendan let's move on to whispers from the warp hello my name is inigo montoya you killed my father prepare to die hobby time Hobby time. Yeah, I don't have anything. Okay. I haven't hobbied anything. Well, you've been busy I've, as I've not heck. built anything. I've not put paint on anything. I got nothing. So, Dan, carry the segment, please. <laughs> okay. So, I got a lot of heresy built since last show. Mm. I finished that Contemptor I was working on, yep. that you saw me working on that. But I also built two more squads of 10 Space Marines. And I also built both of my Leviathans. One is punchy. At your suggestion, I magnetized it, but I didn't just magnetize the fist. I actually magnetized the fingers hmm. so that I can make it two drills or two claws or one of each. Really cool. And it was pretty extensive, obviously, to make that all work. But it's really cool when it turns out. So, And then I got the shooty Leviathan. And what I did was, you know, we were talking. You're like, oh, yeah, there is a sprue for the, the weapons on the shooty one. Games Workshop, it's like the usual email me when it comes in. So I looked on eBay, and a guy was selling the sprues straight up. And they were only like six or seven dollars more than they were from GW. So I just ordered two from him and they're coming this week. So it's exciting. Cool. So now I could put 
ranged weapons on both my big guys, which would be really fun. So I've been working on all of that and I got my Sakaran done today. So I put Volkite culverines on them just because I want to see the flesh fry off of Space Marines, you know, when I'm shooting at them. That's, that sounds like fun. So yeah, a lot of heresy stuff going on. And once I get the priming done on my Sakaran, you've seen the color scheme for my chapter. I did, yep. Which I do have a name now. We're going to call them the Storm Seers Chosen. Okay. So they're going to be cloudy gray, you know, that kind of thing, but they're going to have the white on them. I'm going to try to do the vehicles the same way, where there's a little bit of white in one part of the vehicle. So what I did, another hobby thing was, I was going to have to do some masking, obviously, to get that done. And I saw somebody using Silly Putty or a version of Silly Putty to do masking. Mm-hmm. Instead of tape, it is like, it's pretty clever. why have I never done that before? There you go. So that'll be really fun. So all those things going on for me. I don't know that I'm going to spend a whole lot more time I'm on my heresy stuff now because I'm kind of anxious to start on Durthu mm-hmm. and get him at least built and then start looking for a palette and those kind of things. Cool. So very busy heresy boy. And then let's move on. Uh, this last Saturday. Bunch of kill team stuff. Oh, God. So much kill team it stuff. It is kill team time. There's kill team annual that came out. It's a box set basically with breachers versus crew is what it is, which looks cool. I mean, that's great. And then there's like this Blackstone Fortress Redux thing going on because there's they're taking kill teams. all the expansions, but they're making yep. them kill teams. Yes. Yeah, so the. Which is cool. Yeah, I think it is because the models were just exceptional. I mean, all of the Blackstone Fortress models were so super good. cool. And that's the thing oh. that's been most, I think, disappointing with the Curse City part so far, right? Is so there's, oh, yeah. so there's the Curse City expansion that's coming out, and there's no models to come with it. <laughs> no, which is totally insane. And the thing that was building off of was Blackstone Fortress, which was so cool because of all the really cool models in it. Every expansion had something. So not only the the Star Striders, but they got the Gellerpox guys, which are just amazing, you know, nurgly things that were there. The other thing that was kind of cool was they have this group called the Blooded. You had talked about really liking these models before. Mm-hmm. Part of that group, it's like traitor, you know, guardsmen. Yeah, the traitor Kamazar and, and the Ogren. Oh, that was such amazing. Such excellent stuff. design. Yeah. Really cool. So it makes you want to play Kilti just to have those models and well, use them. It's really nice that they're, you know, now accessible again in some way, shape, or form. I think that's the best part. Absolutely. It's neat to see, as you said, those models accessible for whatever reason. We have then upcoming Saturday pre-orders, and it's all, it's Middle Earth Madness. It's just a box set. I think it's the Battle of Osgiliath. I think it's Faramir and his guys against the orcs, et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds all of stuff. All the different box sets. Like, it, it seems really accessible in terms yes. of like what you need to be able to do it. I don't know much about right that game, but it looks like from the outside looking in that like you get a really nice chunk of everything in the battle box or in the four like different faction box sets. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I think... The models you're getting in the boxes, there's a really good number of them, Mm -hmm. which is what you said. I mean, there's like, I think, 25 or 30 models in there that I saw. Just a quick glance. But yeah, really good stuff. So again, if you're a Middle Earth person, you got some good news that's coming. So it's kind of like skirmish week or skirmish month or something. I want to go through the Nova previews. Now, I know a lot of people watched the Nova previews, but I think there are just as many people who didn't watch them. And I just wanted to go through some of the highlights of stuff that we saw. The first thing was the Leagues of Votan have a codex now. Seen all the models. Yes. Yep. Now, I found a couple of things interesting. First, they have a unit called Hearthguard. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And they actually had a character named Grimnir. I'm like, 
really? Why could you guys not? Why do your homework twice if you can do it once and turn it in <laughs> for like, two classes? Now, I like the Grimnir model with that hooded robe he has and those drones. That almost looks like a hobby project. The other thing I heard for rules, the most of the units have something called void armor. Okay. And it actually allows you to negate any re-rolls for wounds or damage. Wow. Yeah, it seems pretty good. I don't know much about 40K. That seems good. <laughs> yeah, and I know there's a lot of that in 40K. And then most, yeah, almost every unit has it. So, Coolio. And there were a lot of other things they talked about. I'm just so happy for all of the, you know, the affectionate term people use were squats, you know, mm. for space dwarves or space caradron really is what they end up being. I'm really happy for all the folks who have waited all these many decades to have them come back and in this form because they look really cool. Looking forward to hearing more good stuff. Onto Sigmar stuff. Now we got uh, we got the slaves tome. We saw it and the battle box looks really good. Really good battle box. Oh, I love the heads. Now which one is your favorite head of the four? I like the corn one. Kind of a wolf mane kind of thing. I'm not a big fan of the different like chaos god ones. I much more like the non-aligned one. The guy who's kind of screaming. Yeah. It kind of is what it looks like to me. Yeah. The aligned heads, I think, are a little kind of a little weird. Okay. Uh, but you get chosen in that box. They're not just warriors. They're chosen. Oh. Which are basically dark stormcast. Very cool. And the Theradons, which are the Minotaurs that we have deserved. Yes. The Minotaurs we have been waiting over a decade for. That Minotaur box came out when I was in high school. Yes. And it was weird then. I fully expect the Theradons to be what every Beast of Chaos now, player uses. That model is essentially the Ogroid Theradons. Thaumaturge. Yeah. It looks like that. But a unit. Yes, a yeah. unit of them, yeah. So it'll be really fun to see what that ends up being. And they're armed um, very similarly to regular Minotaurs. So yes. like... <laughs> Minotaur time. Yeah. And if you're a Beast of Chaos player, I'm not saying you could use these, but I'm saying you could, could use, use these. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Underworld's got a Cornate Warband. As is par with like the box games. Yeah, absolutely. Super cool models. Yep. Ogres and the Suns are getting, they're the next two destruction books. They're coming up after whenever Zinch and Lumineth get released. So they each got a model. The ogre's got a blood pelt hunter, which looks cool except for those goofy horns he has. Yeah. Those I'd model it without that probably. And then the son's got King Broad. Yeah. Some named priest. Yeah. He's got little creatures. They're actually called creepers in the lore. I guess they kind of like braid their beards and do all kinds of goofy stuff like that. But it looked cool. Very I'm neat. excited in particular for that ogre's tome. I have a fairly sizable Beast Claw Raiders army. Mm -hmm. I have a fairly sizable collection of foot ogres. Really looking forward to that. It's one of the most fun armies that I have sure. in my arsenal. Sons I'm excited for in the hopes that like they have it figured out for the context of what 3.0 is. Yes. That's an army that needs fixing from a mechanics perspective where sure you know they have some cool stuff that's going on they just have to be like that puzzle has to be rearranged a little bit to make it capable mm -hmm. for some of the rest of the units and then good. 30k oh horus that model the detail on that model is absolutely horus ascended is what we're talking about sickening I mean, in a good way. I couldn't stop looking at that model because of all the detail. Like, so well done. Every time you look somewhere, you see something else. The base, even, 
is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see more of them painted by actual players and see what people come up with. I'm so happy for Sons of Horus players that their Primark is now there. You know, well, they, had a, month, they had a Primark but, before. But this is something new for them. Yeah. Totally new. As you said, he's ascended Well, now. this is the ascended model. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's very, very cool for Sons of Horus players. And then Corn Berserker's got some models. Cool. Nice. If you're a World Leaders, 40K World Leaders person. And we saw we're getting a World Leaders book. Yes. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, well, two things. First of all, we did get a preview of the Cursed City expansion. And to your earlier comments, no models. God, we're so spoiled. We are. <laughs> but... With all the other stuff we just talked about, Brendan, and people have been waiting for something for Curse City. There were just loads of homebrew type rules and things, you know, to try to house rule things and all that kind of stuff. And then this is what we get is like, okay, um, they're putting their effort somewhere else. You know, it's okay. It's just been so long for Curse City. To your point again earlier, Blackstone Fortress got expansions regularly. That was not something we waited a long time for. You'd get an expansion. You might wait three or four months, you'd get another expansion. And by the time you finished, you had a stack of like half a dozen expansions for that thing. And so it it felt really playable and like a lot of options. Curse City is just kind of there. So we'll see what this is and we'll find out more about it. I had a question for you because I saw this. It was very interesting. There's a new magazine and it's only in the UK for now. It's called Stormbringer Magazine. Okay. Have you seen that at all? I don't think so. So... It was really interesting. So it's like a subscription type of a magazine, but you get models in it. Oh, yeah. And like while you have it, like it builds out a certain size mm-hmm. collection. Okay, yes. Right. And if they've you, had this for a while. And it's not that bad. Like the price kind of escalates. You're getting models or paint or something mm-hmm. with the magazine. Yeah. And then if, if you upgrade to a premium, which is like two pounds more. So it's like two and a half dollars more a month. When you hit certain milestones, like the 15th edition, you end up getting some big model. I can't remember what it was, but like the 30th, you get one of those uh, Cruel Boys. It's not the Vulture. What is that other creature? Oh, the Swamp Boss. Yeah, you get like a Swamp Boss model with the edition. It's like... Seems good. That's pretty good. So it looked really interesting. I'm going to keep an eye out to see if it comes here. It might be worthwhile just for the content. Or find one of our UK listeners to send it to you overseas (laughs) every month. You could do that too. We got a few of them over there. So anyway, I just didn't know. Specifically six. We have a a few more of that, but yeah. And again, I just didn't know if listeners had heard about it and wanted to bring it up to see if they could check it out and, and find out more for us. Let us know what you find out. Games played other than... Sigma Heresy. Total War Warhammer 3 came out with Immortal Empires, which is the version of the game that literally all of us have been waiting for since February. Okay. uh, Where it combines Total War Warhammer 1, Total War Warhammer 2, and Total War Warhammer 3 into the big map game. Mm. Finally. Bleeping finally. Great. Cool. So Cody and I picked up the campaign. We're playing as the Norskins. Going well so far. Big patch came out today that... Included a nerf for a lot of things, some of the Norskin buildings included. Because last night we were playing and we had made a comment to each other like, wow, this one building seems like really good. It's like a (laughs) 7% research rate improvement time. That's huge. Cumulatively, that's huge. Cumulative. Every single time you get the building to level 3, wherever it is, it's plus 7%. Like, you can pretty easily, part of the patch fixed it, where you could like sit there at like plus 350%. So, you know... (laughs) 
like research time that would be like nine turns is really three. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, and there was a couple of different characters that were borderline unkillable based on some weird rules interactions. Okay. It was, it was neat. We'll be working on that campaign for a little bit, probably. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's great for you guys. Yeah. That you got that to go again. Because I haven't heard about him for a while, so it's neat. We still have to finish that one Wasteland 3 campaign. Yeah, yeah. Like, my schedule's been crazy, as you are well aware. Yeah. You know, we'll get back to all of it. Good. Just a quick discovery, even though I haven't played it. And I was going to dive into Tiberium Wars again. And, like, when it booted, like, the title screen, it was different. Like, it kind of came out in a different way. And I'm looking, what is going on? Did they, like, add some DLC or something I don't know about? And I look down, and there's actually a campaign now for the aliens that you fight. Oh, cool. They've never had that before. I'm looking for it at some point. I've been busy like you have. Mm-hmm. As busy as I can be in retirement, right? Sure. For that campaign. So that should be really cool to get that perspective. Because both the GDI and the Nod campaigns, you fight the aliens eventually. So this will be kind of neat to turn it around. Then the other thing I have picked up, as usual, Civ Beyond Earth. But I'm playing at the hardest level now. The, okay. The god level. Oh, boy. And man, the first three AIs that I played, it was a lot more work than it had been. But I beat them. Cool. You know, but the last one, oh my God. And this is an AI that is kind of like analytical and that's kind of their thing. They're like a business person. Each one's got like a theme. The mm-hmm. one I play is like a scientific, that makes sense for sure. a science teacher. I lost the first two tries playing her. Her scientific advancements, her technology, she was just off the board in no time. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like I was only like at level two and she was like at level four already with her units and everything. So I would like hold off a first or second wave when she tried to attack me. And then after that, I was just spent. Mm-hmm. And I saw a whole nother wave of like eight or 10 ships You're coming like, in. I'm oh, like, no. no, this is done. The third time though, I tried, I don't know what happened, but it might've been that I got really aggressive at building colonies. So I had more technology myself because you get kind of uh, intrinsic science from each city that you build. So having multiple ones helps so, you a little yeah. bit. Sure. So I was able to compete in the technological side and ended up beating her finally. But man, three tries. It never took me three tries before. But it was great. You know how that is when yeah. you beat a challenge like that. Looking forward to playing some of the other AIs and seeing how that goes. That's been neat. No Sigmar or Heresy, I don't think, for either one of us. No. Nope. Because no you games. haven't been hobbying or anything. So moving on to events. NashCon and Nova are in the books. We've had friends attend both. Our friend Tyler went 5-0, and which was really exciting to see. Yeah, took Best General. Yep, that was really, really cool with his Nurgle. Yes. Dragonfall is now only six weeks out. RockCon is two months away. Dan has finally made his hotel reservations for both, which was kind of fun. I'm actually staying up in Elkhorn at the Holiday Inn up there. Mm-hmm. It's about 10, 15 minutes away, so it's very close. Yeah. All right, so that's done. I have an announcement in this. Yes, is, please. Um, yep. I had to get to making a decision, right? Yep. You know, I've come to the decision that I will not be hosting Bruce City Brawl this year. For a number of reasons, the window of time where I was looking at trying to schedule it would have been very difficult for me to put on the event that, number one, I want to run, and number two, that people have come to kind of expect from it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd rather put on no events than a cheap imitation of what it normally is. This is the best I can do kind of thing. Right. I've had a number of issues with trying to get the hotel set up. That's its own thing. I don't know necessarily what's going to happen in 2023. Yeah. I really don't. But, you know, for this year, it's not happening. And you know what, Brendan? You've 
you created an amazing event, honestly, and it's your call. It's always the organizer's call whether they need to do that or not. Yeah. And I think people respect you enough to respect your choice and your decision. And that's just the way it is. Well, I'll move on and we'll look forward to better things in the future. So yeah, yeah. here's the hoping. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you for that update. That's it for, whispers. I think, Whispers, man. Yeah. So let's move on and have some fun. To our chaos segments. Yes. Chaos. Chaos with chaos. All right. We'll be right back. I mean, what are we, a team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. We're back with Emperor Lies, and we're going to start out just talking basically about, we have five categories for grading. We talked about we're going to give them each a grade A through F. The first one is the model itself. Mm-hmm. The next one is the points value. You know, is it too much? Is it too little? Are you getting your value out of the points you're paying? The next one is damage, either ranged and or punchiness close up. The next one is how much support does it provide to the rest of the army? Is it a good, what's the term we use, Brendan? Force multiplier. Force multiplier is good, yeah. And then resilience. Is this something that can last on the battlefield? Mm. So those are the five things we're going to grade. And we're going to start with order for all you order players. We're going to start with Stormcast. And we have picked who? Karazai. Ooh, the guy with the big scar. Yes. Okay, so he is 600 points. And we're not going to talk about his war scroll. We'll we'll be here all night. Yes. What do you give him for his model? What do you think? I think it's a strong starter. I'd say it's a B. Okay. Knowing some of the other choices that we have here on the list, you know, solid model, looks cool, good size, really, really unique silhouette. I give it a B as well. I really like the way the claws kind of hang down and the wings are really cool if they're painted properly. And the fact that there's a little bit of base there, something he's leaning on, that kind of thing. I love the scar. Yeah, that runs up the side. That is so cool. That's just a neat, neat detail on that. So we both give that a B. How about the points value? Because it's 600 points for what he does. Mm, Probably also a B. So at the 600 point level, he's going to get a little bit higher return than what he is. In some matchups, he's going to be an A and in some he's going to be a C. When I look at all of his things that he gets and the fact that he's pretty punchy, I mean, that's his whole thing. I give him a B as well because I think he's above average, certainly, Mm -hmm. but he's not something that's going to come in and just destroy armies either. And there are models that can do that just about. How about his damage output? What do you think? Also a B. He's got some really cool abilities that will get that into A and well beyond. If he's Mm. playing a horde army, it's an A+, where he can collect all of the number of models with his tail and then direct all of those attacks at a monster. A rule that makes no sense to me, but here we are. I give him a B as well. We're kind of staying the same, but we will diverge, I'm sure. Boring. Um, Yeah. So give him a B because he can do some great things, but I think, again, they're other, again, above average, because there's some of these models we're going to pick that are just like meh when it comes to doing Mm. damage to other units. In terms of providing support to the army, in terms of special rules and stuff, what do you think? D. Yeah. He's, it's not what he does. He's a solar player. Krondis has would have a higher support rating. Yeah. Right? That's so, the... so we'll give him a D there. And how about resilience? I'm going to go and give him an A. The three-up save, he's uh, 18 wounds, I believe. Yes. You know, He's a hero who can heal through heroic actions. He's also a hero who can heal through rules on his war scroll. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get much better than that for a lot of different options. Okay. I'm going to give him a B again, just because of the three up save. There's no ward on this guy. Yep. There's no ward save. And if you don't have a ward save, I don't cross that threshold. You need a ward save to cross into that A threshold. Some people have even 
better wards than others, but at a minimum, you have to have a ward of some kind anyway. So that's it for Karandas. Let's move, or Karazai. Let's move on to Fire Slayers. And we're going to pick a Magmadroth. I don't know that it matters. They're all the same. Yeah, pretty much. They're 16. Do you want to start this process? Yeah. I love Magmadroth. I love these models. One of these days. I will get one painted the way I want to get them painted. I give them an A. I, I just love the way they look. If they're painted properly, they just are fantastic models. I love all the detail. Cool. I'm going to dunk on it. D. Okay. I don't think there's anything particularly unique or impressive about this model. Okay. I, I think this it is, is basically just a big lizard. Okay. <laughs> Very different there. How about the points? It's 360 points for what it does. In the context of the army, it's probably a B. There's some good support rules that come along with it. Uh, there's some important mechanics. It fills a couple of different roles that, you know, you don't have available in the rest of the army that isn't a Magma Droth. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it a B as well. How about damage now? See, they're okay. You're, they're not going to go toe-to-toe with a lot of the real big stuff and take it down. They do fine. So I'm giving it a D, actually, in wow, terms okay. of damage. I, D just, for damage. Having played against them a couple times, I wasn't really impressed. I, I was worried the first time I got in with one, and it was like, and just went squeesh. Yeah, it's like, what? Did you swing yet? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So how about a support role? You talked about that a little bit. Uh, I think. I'd probably give it a B. It's above average. I think the priest is definitely the most supporty version of it. The son is not very good, and the father has mm. some of it, right? So it, it's across a spread, but it does provide good value. So I'm going to give it a C. Yep. Four points. How about resilience? C. <sighs> They're fine. Uh, Again, within the larger context of the army that they're in, they're probably above average. In the context of all these other things that we're looking at, like, they're whatever. Yeah. I'll give it the same grade. I give it a C. It can hold up for a while, but again, there's no special saves or anything else to give it a reason to hang around That's just what you got. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, straight up. KO. KO, yeah. We're going to go with the Ironclad. Yeah. For this one, which is 18 wounds, 3-up save, 490 points for this bad boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Model, I mean, come on, I'm a Navy guy. Why would I not love this model? And seeing how some of our friends have painted these, amazing. Yes. And the possibilities for conversion, the possibilities for the myriad number of paint schemes that you could do on one of these to make it very unique, I think it's it's an out-of-the-water A for me. I'd agree that it's an A. As much as I really don't like the KO faction, yes. I'm not so much of a hater that I can't say that this isn't a cool-looking model. Yeah. It does look cool. It is good. How about points value for 500 points almost in the current environment? Yeah, so it's definitely integral to the success of the book right now. So for that, I'd give it an A. You know, Maybe in the context of this at large, I'd look at it differently, but for the book that it lives in, and you know, maybe I'm grading this from a weird perspective, I'm grading everything on a curve. I'm an engineer. All of our exams were on a curve. Okay. I think for where it is, it's absolutely an A. You end up getting more than the 500 points or so that you put in. Having played against it, so much it can do. So much output. Man. And we'll talk about that in a second. However, that being said, however, for 500 points, I think there are other things. This is just me. I'm not a KO player. I don't know. And you guys, you know, give us some feedback. But I'm going to give it a B. I don't think it's quite there in terms of the 500 points. Do I get the money's worth? I don't know. Yes, but no. Okay. Okay. How about damage output? If you can get Purple Sun out, it's an A plus, 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 plus. (laughs) If you can't get Purple Sun out, I'd say it's a B. Okay. We'll do a B as well for damage. Support function. A B? 
only because the support that it offers is relatively limited. The primary support it offers is delivering a very important part of your army to a very mm. important part of the battlefield. <laughs> yes. And that's about where the support function ends. Yes. But it's a very important function. Yes, in this army. Yes. Yep. I'm going to give it a C. I, it, okay. Because it doesn't have, to me, part of giving a higher grade is having a myriad of support functions. So you do multiple things to support your army. Sometimes your one trick is a good enough trick. It could be one trick pony. Yep. Absolutely. Resilience. I want to say C, but it's so hard to get a hold of it sometimes. And I feel like mm. that's got to factor into it. On its own, as a war scroll that lives out there, it's a C. For what it does, where it is, what it does, I'm going to give it a B. Because mm. it can still fly high and retreat and mm-hmm. do all this other stuff it can retreat. to get away from the problems that it could be encountering. It's so hard to get your arms around some of these. Like, you have to take it out at range. You have to land long charges. Like, you have to weather this blistering hail of unleash hell. Oh, God. And the last word, like, it is so hard to get your hands on it sometimes. Sure. Brutal. Very slippery. Because of experience again playing against them, I'm going to give it an A though, because I think it does have the tools it needs to stay out of harm's way in many cases. And again, you're counting on a nine inch plus charge to be able to get into this thing. And even if you make the charge roll, <laughs> you've got to get through just a wall of lead yeah. that's coming at you. And that's tough for anybody, no matter how tough be a they very are. very tall order. Yeah. I think they have an excellent chance of surviving, again, unless they're playing against an army with 30 Sentinels or something. Mm. And I just saw a list with actually 30 Sentinels in it. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So that's it for the Ironclad. We're going to move on to Sylvaneth. And I bet you guys can't guess who we picked. Dreitch. No, that's wrong. Dreitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we picked the Lariel, of course. 840 points. She's got a 16 wound, three up save. Model, Brendan? C. Okay. Wow. I don't think that there's anything particularly dynamic about it. Like the beetle is really cool. Alario's really cool, but it's just there. There's mm-hmm. no demonstration of movement. There's nothing really interesting about it other than just like, Cool model. Mm-hmm. I give it a B. Okay. I give it a little bit more than that, just because yeah, the beetle is pretty amazing. Her wings and she's just amazing. I, just overall, the aesthetic is very, very pleasing. And again, there's so many things you could do with this. I mean, 99 percent of the time, you see people painting this like a dark purple or kind of a bluish black. I just want to see somebody paint the beetle different, you know, mm. once in a while. And I haven't seen a whole lot of that. So that would help as well. People kind of did some different stuff with it. All right. How about points value? Oh, D. The reason I won't go F is because you get effectively a 200 point free unit. Mm. So she's really, in my mind, 640 points. Still a D. Yep. <laughs> I give her a D as well. She's 100 points less than Nagash. I don't think you get remotely the return. No. Not at all. She's got a lot of cool rules. So we'll talk about that damage. C. Yeah, I give her a D, honestly. I mean, you know. Wow, you, you, feeling fierce. Yeah, well, her spear has got a lot of damage, but it's one shot. It's just one shot. And yep. when it hits, pain. Cool. My giant took a couple of those once when I was playing her. But eh, overall, yeah, not impressed. Support. A. Absolutely. She's got so many cool special rules. Like her survival rule. That's not just her. That's the whole army. Because if you can bring her back turn four or five, you're just your whole army benefits from that. The next thing is resilience. So I'm going to say B. Okay. Because of the healing mechanic that she comes with. Yes, 2d6. You know, she has a three up save. Mm-hmm. Which she can easily make a two up. Yep. Very easily. Yep. 
or a two up and a two up ignoring rend one, right? You know, she's a big caster. You have things mm-hmm. like that. You have other healing mechanics, you know, in the army, right? That she effectively comes with because you're not taking her with anything else. She is a Sylvaneth unit. Yes. Part of me, the resilience is your whole model comes back. So, I mean, the thing that keeps it out of an A is once you get your hands on her, she can get roughed up (laughs) kind of quick. Yeah, it's okay. Right? It's above average. You know, and the other thing is the size of her base with this. Like, depending on the rules that you're using and the grove and not the grove, the season you're using and stuff... Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to even use her unless you're stacking her up onto a piece of terrain because her base is like six and a half or six and three. Yeah, you, you can't, really can't use wholly the, within that six mm, inch thing. You her, can't use the one when it is six. You can right. use the one that's nine and you can use right. the one that's 12, obviously. Right. So there's some limits to her. To your point as well, the reason I don't give her a C is because of that coming back thing. That's pretty big deal. I'd be more than happy in turn three to roll a three up and get her back. I mean, that's still pretty good odds. Unless you roll a one or a two, then you're just kicking yourself. But mm. whatever. It's a dice game, right? Okay. So that is our girl, Alarial. And the next thing we've got is Aideneth, yes? Yeah, the Leviathan. Ooh, okay. Big Leviathan guy. Let's talk about that, Brandon. What do you think? B for model. There's a lot going on on the back. The turtle itself isn't very dynamic. There's nothing really super special there. I think the howda is what sells it as an above average looking model. Because if there was no howda, I'd call it a C. You see, I would give it, if there was no howda, I'd give it a D. Okay. I think it is just a plain looking model to me. It's a turtle with some fins, you know? Turtles have fins. Yeah, they do. (laughs) But if it wasn't for the back, so I'm going to give it a C because it has the howda. Otherwise, a D for sure with just the turtle itself. Points value for 500 points. That's... A lot of points. It is. For I don't know that you get a lot out of it. Like, I know there's people that are taking it. I'm you get big... the aura, you know, but. D. Okay. Pulling teeth. So, points value is an awesome model, but in terms of what it does for an army, very limited. Overall, what do you do for an army as a whole? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a C just because it does have the aura, and the aura can be very Aura's useful. Damage output. Probably a C. Mm hmm. Yeah. C for ocean. C for ocean. I give it a C as well. I have Lystexia. <laughs> How about support for the whole army? I give the support a B, mm-hmm. right? The aura it gives for the benefit of the things that it's dealing with is actually quite good. Yeah. You know, you can build specific tricks around it. I think that's pretty neat. I think that's very helpful. It presents an interesting and unique threat. I just feel like when you're looking at the all of the choices that you have, Mm-hmm. This one, in my mind, ends up being a difficult choice. Sure. And I give it a C because when you look at the one rule that helps out the army, mm-hmm. it's the Void Drum. That's it. True. When you look at somebody like Alarial, she can do multiple things for the Sylvaneth to make them better on the battlefield. There are other units that we're going to talk about that can do multiple things in their rules that help out the army as a whole. In fact, they really are a support piece. This one I give a C and I give that just because of the Void Drum. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking about no. it. No. Got it. <laughs> Resilience. C. It's got a really good save. Ooh, you can make it ignore one rend easy. It's, it starts out at two up, yeah? It's got a really good save. I think, I think, yeah. But that's about it. And it gets worse. Once you crack it, so if you're talking about something with mortal wounds, that's it. Sure. Yeah, I give it a C as well. Because once you get past that two up, 20 blade guys, hit it, get seven, six or seven mortals on there. Whoosh, that save just dropped. And you're ready for coming in with your one rend, you know, beating up on that thing. So, yeah. Marathi Kane. Marathi? Not the Shadow Queen, correct? 
Or I don't know, Brendan. I think we kind of need to do them together because they function together on the table. You'll never see them separate, mm-hmm. as opposed to 90% of these models that you'll always see as a separate model. I kind of think we should do them together. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. The Shadow Queen and Marathi Kane. Let's put them together on the board. What do you think? I'm going to jump the shark here. This is going to be our first straight A's mm. uh, that I'm oh, willing okay. to give. Covering all the topics, right? The model is great. Mm-hmm. The points value is excellent. The damage, you know, especially when you're talking about the Shadow Queen as part of it, is excellent. Marathi Kane as a support character is excellent. excellent. She's really um, good. Durability, unique in an incredible way. You are guaranteed to have this model on the battlefield for at least four player turns. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Minimum, minimum, minimum. Like, you can't make that guarantee with any other model in the game. None. Right, no. Zero. Very, very unique rule. Okay. I I mean, add your thoughts, right? (laughs) Model is A for sure. I mean, Shadow Queen is dynamic. She just got so beautiful. She's coiled around that whatever she's coiled Mm, around. That piece of stone. So cool. And Marathi Kane is what you expect. She's this beautiful queen of blood and death. You know, when you look at her, she looks like that. She looks to me like what I read in the stories. Mm-hmm. Points value. I think of other things that are around six, seven hundred points. Oh yeah, she's all over the great board. return. Yeah, absolutely. Damage. Oh, that's scary because damage has to do with spell casting as well. Yes, an A for sure. Support for the army. Yeah. Because I think of all the things she can help your army to Plus do. Plus one attack. Out of phase combat. Out of phase combat. Out of phase shooting. The ability to have access to the full lore of spells. Mm-hmm. So good. And resilience, you talked about it already. If it takes a lot of work to get rid of one model, the rest of the army is still out there. Generally, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Now, there are ways of dealing with Marathi specifically, but you have to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a straight-A student there. Awesomeness. Seraphon. Oh, man. Croak. Croak, the man croak. It's 430 points, 18, and a four-up save. So uh, you give your thoughts first, Dan. Okay. I'm interested to know where you're at. The model is just so cool. I just love this model. It just looks like I expect Seraphon to look. It looks like something that I would just see rise out of a ziggurat and have this timeless god on it the detail i love i give this model an a points value for what he does oh my god brendan it's insane and we'll talk about survivability and stuff 430 points it's a, it's a crime it absolutely is a steal. crime he should be 600 points you know that kind of a thing but so i give him an a for points value damage if you look at everything again we're doing the whole war scroll kind of a look yeah i give him b I'm not going to give him an A. Really? Yeah. I, I just think that he can solo <laughs> blow up an army. Okay. I believe you. You know, a lot of his damage comes from magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are things you can do against magic. That's the only reason I don't give him an A. I mean, there's things you can do against combat. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Damage. Yeah. So support. Absolutely. I mean, if he is on the table, the Seraphon are nigh unstoppable. You know, if you're playing the army correctly. Mm-hmm. Because he's there. You take him away and put in something else, they're not going to function the same way. They're not going to be as successful. No. He's just crazy for the points. So support, I give him an A. Resilience, well, he's got stupid rules. They're not as stupid as Marathi's, but they're stupid rules to keep him around a very long time. And just the way he can slough wounds, you know, bodyguard functions, all the other things for him, he give him an A. Because trying to kill him is, I think in some ways, is harder than killing Marathi. Definitely I really can do. Be. Again, if you know what you're doing. But, you know, the other thing with this is if you know what you're doing and you have the tools, but you're not able to write a list 
to deal only with Marathi or only with Croak. So when you end up coming up against them, you've got to take the tools you brought to the game and use those to try to deal with these models. So yeah, A's across the board, except for damage, and I give that a B. You're A's straight across. A's straight across. Okay, yep. cool. All right, Phoenix. Man. Cities of Sigmar. Yeah, Cities of Sigmar. Again, we know that there's like a bazillion things in here, but we're just going to take a Phoenix. It doesn't matter which one. We're going to take a Frostheart Phoenix. It doesn't matter. All right, 315 points. It's a 12 wound, 4 up save. Brandon, what do you think about the model? F. Oh. I think this model sucks. I think this is one of the most goofy looking models in Sigmar, honestly. <laughs> it just looks stupid. It, just the proportions. Oof. I agree. I'm going to give it an F as well. Points value for 315 points. C. Okay. Average. Yeah. All right. How about damage? Also a C. Again, it strikes me just like very magma drothy. Like it does some damage. It's all right. It's what it is. Mm -hmm. The support function here. Minus one to wound aura. Mm -hmm. B. Really good. That'll be. Very important. Very unique. Not a lot of it around. We say that a bazillion times, but it's just true it's very important all right it is true support i'm gonna give it a c resilience i'm gonna give it a b because it does have that plus one to save yes and and it has a ward right and if it's got an anointed right yep it's got and a four you're gonna board, give it an anointed you're gonna have a four up ward i mean that's it pretty powerful yep. for any model to have a four up ward very yeah just against mortal wounds would be really good but this is everything so four up ward so i give it a b for that I'd agree with you there. Okay. We're getting to the end. We got... Of order. Yeah, of order. <laughs> How about Lumineth? We're going to go with Teclas, of course. Like, why would you not go with Teclas? <sighs> God, Teclas. So what do you think, John? <laughs> I, honestly, I hate this model. You hate this model. Okay. I hate the human-faced lion... I don't know what it is. But the first time I saw it, it just kind of freaked me out. It just looked so bizarre. And... You know, I read the books, and this is so this affects me a little bit. I have a totally different picture of Teclas in terms of like the baggy pants just looks stupid to me. It just so I look at the model going, you could have done something better with Teclas. I'm at a B. I think it's an interesting model. I think they made some bold swings at, you know, mm. what this is. There are a couple of things about this model that are very unique that you don't see across, you know, any other models where like Alarial doesn't convey a lot of motion, even though both are you know, quote unquote static, there is mm -hmm. a lot of implied motion. Okay. Action. Yeah, he's floating. Yeah, I get it. Points. Points. He's spendy. For 740 points. B. Oh, yeah. I he costs a lot, but he also does a lot. He can single-handedly shut down a magic army. Yes. He can single-handedly devastate huge areas of the of an army. Yes. And, you know, he's a wizard, but he's also a wizard who can get past good wizarding armies. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, give him a B. Agreed. So damage. This one's a little tough. Probably a C. The things that Teclas does, good damage at range that's difficult to get your hands on, but it's not a ton of damage. It's enough mm -hmm. damage applied in the right places, I think is the right way to put it. Okay. Yeah, I give him a C. Okay. Because it's average amount of damage in, for a big In model. combat, he's useless. For a big it, model, yeah, If yeah. you're just looking at the combat profile, F. Yes. But we're not. We're looking at the whole model. Mm -hmm. All the rules on the war scroll. Port, though. A. A. I give it an A. Absolutely. Very good. A. Yeah. And you know what's funny is when you think about all the models we've talked about so far, there are not many that got an A for support. Mm -hmm. You know, even though that's 
and some of them are designed not to be supportive. I get that. You would think that a, a centerpiece model in an army that's costing you six, seven, eight hundred points, model. right, would be more supportive. Sure. So he is, though. You have to send your other models to therapy, right? Right. That's, yeah, the... that's, that's it exactly. How about resilience for him? <sighs> if you can get your hands on him, it's an F against it's... a shooty army. See ya. Poof. I give him a D. Yeah. Uh, he's D's probably the right answer. F in a shooting army, C in a combat army, so D average. And this I like because that's who he was yeah, in the lore. In, yeah, in the game. You know, he was weak, he was whatever. and Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> okay, so let's finish up with our little buddy, Gotrek. So what do you think about the model? B, it's above average, it's fine. Yeah, for an individual model? Yeah. yeah, I give it a C just because I don't think it reflects the Gotrek I knew. Gotrek was so impressive when you looked at him, you know, and you saw art of him. Mm. And this was like, okay, that's Gotrek. All right, fine. <laughs> so I was not impressed. Points value. A. Oh, for what he can do? Oh, He, he has good limitations and, man, I'm surprised we aren't seeing more of Gotrek with how successful giants are being in the game right mm-hmm. now. Gotrek is a giant killer. Absolutely. So then you talk about damage. <laughs> A plus. Yes, we get the plus. Oh, God. He is scary good when it comes to dealing out, which he should be. He's Gotrek. Support? F, non-existent. No, he's Gotrek. He's just out doing his thing. Gotrek hates friendship. He's a slayer. That's what he is. Resilience? A. Just like the damage. Reduces damage to one? Yes. And has that three up ward or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that's fine. (laughs) All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back and talk about chaos. Here's to five miserable months on the wagon and all the irreparable harm that it's caused me. All right, chaos time, man, right? Mm -hmm. Let's start out with Ever Chosen, and let's talk about Bellicor. The model is just Coolio. A model. Absolutely. Even without the wings, he looks cool. Throw the wings on there with all the little kid on the wings. It's a pretty cool model. Points value. What do you think? Steel. He's within the allies threshold. So that means that you can take him literally in basically just about any chaos army that you could dream up. Awesome. For what he does, absolutely. Mm -hmm. An A for sure. Damage. B. Yeah, he's not... He's punchy but he's not kill this thing when you touch it punchy he yeah it's above average you can throw him into some tougher stuff in terms of what you're going to get out of him but that's not what he's designed to do correct okay support so he has one rule yes that is an a yes but overall everything else it doesn't exist so i'm gonna go b for army-wide support, yep. yeah, because that's what this is. I go the same thing because mm-hmm. you have him in an army. He makes you know a sea change of difference. He immediately becomes a very specific threat. Yes, he's very much value added for yep. sure. Resilience. See, four up unrendable. You're playing. He's got an in, ethereal save. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you're playing in Legion of the First Prince, you get a ward save. Cool. You don't get the bodyguard anymore. Right. Probably it's a C. If you can get your hands on him, he's not too tough to deal with. Okay, but that's the trick. Yes. <laughs> All right. How about Slaves to Darkness? We are going to talk about 860 points. He's about 100 points less than Nagash. 20 wounds, 3 up save. This is a spectacular model. And that's an understatement. A plus. Absolutely. The sculptor who did this deserves to just 
have enough money to retire, man. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's really a beautiful, beautiful model. All the detail, just the scale. of I mean, the proportions, everything are just right. Yeah. And you've painted this bad boy, so... <sighs> I sure did. It took long enough, didn't it? It it took me a while. It sure did. It's a model I'm still very proud of. I sure did. As well you should be. I sure did paint this model. For 860 points in the current meta. Yes? No? Maybe so. Oh, God, because he used to be everywhere. I'd say a B. I think there's still good value in him. The tough part is all the other choices that you would be making Mm. elsewhere. See, so that's why I give it a C, because I think there are a lot of other choices that you can get almost 900 points out of for your army that are certainly cumulatively could be just as good. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough choice to make. You know, do you, Get it. you invest that in one model or... The other part is you end up having to build a very specific list around yes. him. But then you do that and you have a great time with it. Damage. B. Okay. Can't throw him into the meatiest of things. He does some good damage, but he doesn't do like, wow, you know, blow things away kind and of. And there's models we talked about, Marathi, you know, mm-hmm. or others that do that. Yeah. And he doesn't have that full toolkit either. I mean, he's punchy. You know, and that's what he does. You know, does he have the huge magic component and all that stuff where he can throw a bunch of mortal wounds and all those kind of things? Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't give him an A, but a, a strong B. Supported the rest of the army. A. A. Yep. No question about it. Does so much. Resilience. Losing the always being minus one to hit. Mm-hmm. That really hurt. Three up save. He's got a ward save. He's got he's 20 got, wounds. He's got a spell ignore. 20 wounds. He's got the ability to heal. He's got the ability to just kind of keep on Yeah, going. so if you throw, you know, he's got, it's a four up spell save, isn't it? It's four up or five up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he's got that if Purple Sun shows up. Well, and he's got the Zinch head, which can go eat it. Yeah, that right. True. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. So good. Mm-hmm. Archeon. Let's move over to our blood buddies, our bestest blood buddies. Blood buddies. And let's talk about our buddy Scarbrand, man. What about the model, Brendan? I think it's only okay. I think it's mm. a C. I'll give it a C because I think the wings just stink. The rest of the model, he looks enraged. He looks insane, which is what he's supposed to look like. But the wings just they totally just don't do detract it for from me. It just draws your eye away from what you should be focused on. And I understand the lore and stuff and the torn wings, blah, blah, blah. There should be something else they could do to make those wings look better. Points value, 380 points. Okay, above average yeah. for the value he brings. As long as he connects, you're going to get your return. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't we know it? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my God, man. I still hurt from that freaking as, experience. As long as he connects, oh, you're going to get your points worth. Bad stuff. Damage? A. Absolutely. If he gets in there. As long as he connects. You're done. <laughs> Support? F. He's like Gotrek. He wanders about aimlessly and does his thing, but he doesn't help anybody else out. He's just out to do it for himself. So uh, resilience. D. Yeah. Imminently killable. Yeah, absolutely. Got a four up save. No ward. Because mm. he's, well, why would he have a ward? Because he's corn, right? <laughs> Although you can get that, but. Sure. Anyway, he's only got 14 wounds. Durther's got 14 wounds. Heck. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's our buddy Scarbrand. And now let's move on to Magikin of Nurgle. And we're going to talk about the big guy. We're going to talk about Pop Nurgle. Talk about Great Unclean One. Model. I think a lot of it has to do with the way I see people paint him. Even in the GW version, I just don't like... There's got to be a better way to make his flabbiness look cool, like look good. I just don't like... I give it a C. I I just don't like the model in terms of how it looks. 
mm-hmm. you know, I like his accoutrements more. I like all the chains. I like the sword. Those are cool. But the model itself, how about you? It's a B. Okay. It's above average. I think it's a great centerpiece model. Okay. Points. <sighs> He's almost 500 points. He's That's... probably a C nowadays. They used to be A's. And I think I would give him a C, and I think that's reflected in what you see people bring when they bring Nurgle. It's what you give up by taking him. Yes. What else can you get for 500 points? You can get a lot for 500 points. In that book? A lot of really good models. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really, really good units. So he's competing a lot for that. Damage? B. And it depends on the kit, right? You know, if you go the no damage route, it's probably a C or a D category. I think on average, you're going to get to probably about a B. Okay. I agree. Support the rest of the army? Uh, again, depends on the kit. Probably a C, though. He's much less supporty than he used to be. And then resilience. A. A. Yep. We agree on that one. Yeah, I'm going to jump out there and give that as well. Yep. Just not what he used to be. Very different. Yeah. Unfortunately. But fortunately for our Nurgle friends, there's a lot of other stuff in that book that makes it just go crazy. Now, Kairos. Okay, I'm so glad I get to talk about Kairos. Man, I love this model. This is one of my favorites. I give it an A. Okay. The detail, the proportions are amazing. The wings, the feet, the hands, the heads. It's just all there. It just works in the way that you want it to. Yes. When I look at Zinch, this is what I want to see. This is what I expect. Um, How about you for the model? B, the Lord of Change models, as long as you've got one of them, I think look fine. When you start getting more of them, then it really starts to pull away from me. As a person who owns four of them for some reason. (laughs) Um, you got four of these guys? I do. Four Kairoses or no, four, four Lords of four Change? Four Lords of Change, but yeah, yeah they could be Kairos, yeah. Sure. That when you've got one of them, I think they look great. When you've got more than one of them, I think they kind of look a little stupid. Okay. <laughs> Points value, I give it an A. Agreed. I think they just bring so much to the table. For 435 points, oh yeah, compared to some other things that are that much. Uh, damage. Now we're looking at the total package yeah, here. Yeah, all of it. C. Yeah. The damage that he can apply in very specific spots, A. Overall, over across a whole game, not very good. Yeah, okay, average. You can drop six mortal wounds on a hero that needs to be dropped. Very good. He just turned back 130 points of his cost. Support. A. Yep. Take this guy in a Zinch army. Yeah. Any army where you can take him. Yep. A. Any army, yep. Having okay. that dice turn. <sighs> big. Brutal. Big, big, big. And resilience. D. If you can get yeah. your hands on him. You say that a lot, mm-hmm. and it's just true. These guys, you get in close, but that is the ticket. You got to do that. Or you do it at range, right? You can put warheads on foreheads. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Absolutely. So now we're going to go over to Heed Knights mm-hmm. and let's do Shalaxi, or do you want to do the twins? Which we'll, one would we'll, you prefer? We'll do Shalaxi. Shalaxi okay. holds a very like close place in my heart. Okay, Coolio. All right, so Shalaxi, what about the model? So I really like the Keeper of Secrets models. I give it an A. Okay. I think they're pretty darn slick looking. And then Shalaxi has the real uniqueness of the spear and the pole arm. I give it an A. I think if I'm picturing a greater demon of Slanesh mm-hmm. kind of a thing, this is what I would expect to see. Absolutely. And I love all the pointiness. It's just so cool, man. It's just what you expect to see. Pain and pleasure, you know, that whole thing. So how about points value for about 400 points? It's a D nowadays. Mm-hmm. You just don't get enough out of Shalaxi. I would agree with that. How about damage? So damage is an interesting one because Shalaxi has two different perspectives on how you view damage with Shalaxi. Mm -hmm. One is damage versus any unit. The other is damage versus heroes. And when I won Dragonfall, back when it was in the suburbs of Chicago, Shalaxi was the hero that you took to beat a Slanesh matchup. Mm -hmm. In round four, I got a Slanesh matchup. 
she took the heroes that you had to take when Slanesh was at the height of Slanesh. Okay. And just roasted them. When she's fighting heroes, it's an A. When she's fighting not heroes, it's an F. Okay. Doesn't do remotely enough damage. So let's see if we average it out. Yeah. Okay. When I look at this, I think it's too situational for me to give it a C. Mm. So I'm going to give it a D. Because like you said, but it all depends on the target. And when it's that dependent on the target, I can't give it... It's tough. Yeah. I can't give it a an average grade. Absolute hero buster. Because there are a lot of other models here. Again, we are kind of comparing in some ways to the other things. A lot of them aren't that situational. Mm -hmm. They either are good against a lot of stuff or they're not good against a lot of stuff. Yeah. So how about support? F. Yep. Another Lone Ranger here. Yep. We got several of those in this. Uh, Resilience. F. (sighs) Because you are going to be able to get your hands on Shalaxi. Yeah. And this is Slanesh too, Mm. you know. All right. Uh, the, the inevitable conversation. Talking about rats. Oh my gosh. What about I the refuse mom? to acknowledge this model exists, Dan. Okay, that's fair enough. I will give a grade. I give it a D. I don't like the way this model looks. I just don't. F's across the board on principle for me. Of course, of course. Yeah. So I'll have to provide some kind some of context. more objective if there is such a thing. Even though we said we were going to be subjective, I just don't like the way it looks. I don't know what it is. It's the opposite um, of men's no, warehouse. You know it's what's rat's we- warehouse. You're going to hate the way you look. Well, you know, it's weird it. because like I love the Hellspawn or the, the hell, pit. hell Pit Abomination, even though it's... It's all wrinkly and all this. It yeah, looks, that's the way together. it's supposed to be. I don't think this model should look like that. The proportions aren't right, all that kind of thing. As far as points value, oh, God, yes. A. This model, he is so good now. He is insanely good. Damage, A. Man, if you kid him outright, I don't care. Support, there are some things. He's got some special rules, so I'm going to give him a B for support. Okay. For resilience, <laughs> look, you can't get close to this guy if he's kitted outright. It's almost impossible. He's kind of like the ironclad, you know, where you do not want to charge him, even though you need to charge him. Yeah. So I think that is one of the things that gives him, he's got a five up ward and a four up save. So I give him, I want to give him an A, but I'll give him an A because I think he's going to be really tough to get rid of. Okay. Depending on who you are. So that's my take on our buddy Thankful. Okay. All right. Over to death. Over to, oh yes, oh yes, we're up to death now. Let us start with, who are we starting with? What does this say SPG, Manfred. Yes, Manfred, buddy. All right. I love these original Mortark models. I give them an A. I love the way they look. I know they're a pain in the ass to build. I've built four of them. Yeah. I give it a B only because I love the the dragon thing. I love the mount. The mount is exceptional to me. I love the way it is on all these models. I just, there's something about the vampire models and the way they're posed on the back of these things. It just like, doesn't feel right to you. No, know, with the swords sitting up. I, who's that female vampire that is in uh, Curse City? Um, she's Lady... Lady Annika. Lady Annika. Almost like her pose is so relaxed, but it's so threatening at the same time. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that on the back of one of these things. Because that's what I expect a vampire who's on the top of one of these things. It's just like, man, I got this. Like, you can't do anything. You know, that mm-hmm. arrogance sure. kind of a, a look. So I give it a B for that. Points. A. You're crazy if you're not taking Manfred in Soulblight Armies. Yes. A. Yeah, for almost 400 points, good to go. I, now, there are builds that you can take without him, but yeah. you definitely had to consider it. Yes. What do you think about damage? B. Can't throw him into everything. Yeah, he's not a one-touch w- wonder. Nope. Nope. There's a lot of stuff that can't handle him being there. They don't want to see him, but there's a lot of stuff that you go, okay, that's fine. I'll accept this combat. Sure. Support? A. A. Incredible 
rules. An opportunity to give plus one attack to all your summonable stuff and plus one to hit and plus one to wound in an aura. Yeah, it seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it seems okay. And resilience. So I give him a B because you can still set it up or you can still limit his movement in a way if you block things out enough. But yeah, just a great model and a great war scroll. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Nighthaunt time. And we're going to talk about the big guy. We're going to talk about Nagash. Kurdos. <laughs> Kurdos. Yeah, right. So Nagash. The other guy mm. with the floating wheelchair, yeah. This model, and I know this is going to shock a lot of people, especially if they've seen... The opinion you, know, you gave me on this was genuinely shocking. I give it a C. I'm telling you. And I paid it. People know. They've seen my painted in a gash. I just don't find this model compelling at all. I don't know what it is. I think almost if he didn't have all the ghosty tendrils or something, he had something else. Mm-hmm. Like he had a throne, like a big Nagash throne or something behind him. Or he was sitting on a throne or something. I think he would look better. So what do you think? You've had him forever. I give it a B. He's definitely starting to show his age, you know, compared to some of the mm-hmm. newer stuff that's coming out. Yeah. To me, the model's iconic. And oh, and, I, and I'll hear none of this slander. No. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, when I said that on the phone, I thought you were going to reach through and go, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> points value. F. Oh, Way God. too many. Way oh, too many points. God, Brendan. So many points. Haven't finally learned how to play him after how many games. And then right into the dumpster. Oh Uh, my gosh, man. Especially with the new book. I mean, a thousand points. The things you can take for a thousand points. No, he's just not worth that. I give him a D. I mean, there's some things he can do that make him, but I won't give him an F, but a D for sure. Okay. Damage. B. C. Okay, you give him a B. All right. I would have given him a higher grade if he had not lost that Nighthaunt spell that allowed him to reroll all hits and wounds. Oh, such a good spell. That is huge. And I know that when I used him effectively, that spell made him so punchy. Eight arcane bolts. You could do that, yes. If you don't want to cast anything else on him or you don't want to do anything else with him, yes. I usually put five or six on him, plus punchiness. I took out what? Two Blight Lords. I took out five Blight Kings. I mean, he was damage. just ripping with that reroll. But he doesn't have that anymore, so I'm going to give him a C. Anymore. I'll give him a C. And you can also throw in, you know, Hand of Dust is there. But that is such an aberration when mm. it comes to overall. I get it. you got to get it in place. It has to go off. So, so that's it for damage support. A. Yeah. His rules, even now, if I were to play him in a Nighthawn army, he is so valuable. Too many points, though. Yeah, I mean, but you can bring back, with that plus one deal that you can bring out an extra model, mm-hmm. you could bring back four models on five different units. Mm-hmm. His rules are just so, so good. Resilience. Uh, it hurts so bad because he doesn't have a ward save anymore. C. I would give him a D if it wasn't for his four-up mortal, mortal wound save, which is very valuable in today's environment. But if it wasn't for that, I give him, so I give him a C. And, you know, the other part of this is that now that he's got COGS available, that whole issue that I've had and said many times about, you know, doing the miscasting, it's not an issue anymore for him. Mm -hmm. Really, it isn't, practically. So that went away, and he's okay. Cool. All right, man. So let's move on. Let's talk about your favorite buddy in the whole world. Are we going to skip over the Terrorgeist? No, but we're going to talk about Bone Reapers first. Oh, sure, okay. Yeah, okay. I want to. It's not the order on the sheet, Dan. Oh, darn it, Brendan. Because I know you absolutely love this model. Greatest model in the game. If there's a grade higher than an A, he's getting it. Okay. 
this is really the first time that there was a diorama with built into the model. Unbelievable. Game changing model. Points value for 450. B only because when you take him you end up having to build kind of a specific army around him. Okay. Which is okay. I would be the same way that he forces you into a corner kind of in terms of building. Into a style. That's a little tough. A damage. D, only because he does have like an A setting, but to get there, you have to go through some very bad combat profiles. Yeah, even in his built army that you talked about specifically, in terms of the model doing damage, I give it a D as well. Support. <laughs> yeah, there's no question, man. Truly the first model of its kind to behave in the way that it does. And resilience. Mm-hmm. 20 wounds. Three up save. Heals. Ward yeah. save. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go A. Yeah. yeah. He can hang out forever and ever if he wants to. Yes. Yeah. Catacros awesomeness. And now we get to many people's favorite buddies, the Terrorgeist. So model. C. I think it's very bland. It's really starting to show its age. I get the same vibe that I do with the Nagash. I look at this and go, okay, Mm -hmm. this is all right. I give it a C as well. Points value for 300 points. B. Yeah, it's above average, I think, for what it can do and some of the spiky damage it can do and things like Mm -hmm. that. So, But you got to spike. Damage, speaking of A. Yeah. A for damage. Yeah. A for damage. So many mortal wounds. Yeah. So many mortal wounds. Really crazy. Really crazy good. Ports. F. F. (laughs) It's another lone assassin, man. Resilience. D. Yeah. Not going to last. No. Once it gets in, it's done. I've experienced that as well. When I played Tanya that time we were at, I think it was Vault Wars. Man, poof. You get your hands on it. Yeah. It goes. Yeah. It was crazy. In fairness, I think I took one out in combat, but I did take one out, I think, with Hand of Dust. So that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count for hardly anything. That counts for nothing. All right. Let's keep going, man. We're doing okay. Yeah. Steamroll through destruction. We got six more to go. Destruction. Okay. So we're going to start out with Iron Jaws. The obvious one. The Maw Crusher. Oh, God. Yeah. Model A. To me, it's iconic Age of Sigmar. If you ask me to pick out, you know the destruction model, it would be a Maw Crusher. Okay. Seriously. Okay, I'm gonna do it again. I give this model a D. I do not like this model. How dare all. you? <laughs> it looks to me like a ball with some spiky bits. I think that's what makes it Age of Sigmar though. <laughs> but it just... Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> We're being this, like... There's gonna be no convincing this here. This is feelings. <laughs> it's how I feel about the model. <laughs> Okay, so how about the next thing? How about points value? 500 a. points. A. A. Absolutely. In an Iron Jaws army? A. I just dread seeing this thing on the table. I dread even more when I see two of them. Oh my gosh, just scary. Yeah. I think the thing that's scariest about this is the fact that it can move so fast. That's what's crazy about this model. Damage. A. a. Okay, good. This one's straightforward. It just comes across the board. It just deeply unsubtle. Smacks the heck out of whatever it wants to. Oh my gosh. Support. B. Mm-hmm. The ability to spend one command point and get three results out of it. Very good. Really good, yep. Resilience. C. It's got a lot of wounds. That's the thing that works to its advantage. It's got a three-up save, and you can keep adding the number of wounds that it has onto it every time it kills something. It's never going to get like back to full strength in any sort of reliable measure, but it's a lot of wounds, it's got a pretty good save, and it's got the ability to get more wounds as the game goes on. We got the three-up save, we got 18 wounds, and it can have a ward save, can it not? 
You need to give it an artifact. Right, but you can still get it to a ward save, too. Or you can give it Destroyer where you're plus three to your damage. Right, yeah, so, so uh, you don't have to worry about anything hitting back. Yeah, Yeah. if it's dead, who cares? Right, exactly. Good. All right, so except for the model itself, scary, scary, scary good. Now, one of my favorites, and just because, you know, I'm an old school kind of guy, Rogue Idol. Tell me about it, It's just, you know, you look at it, and you're like, it just looks like a buddy, you know? It just looks like, I don't know, it looks like some stuffed animal I had or something. It just got this goofy grin, and it's just big and clunky, and it just looks fun. So I give it an A. I love this model. This is the exact opposite of other things that I can't stand. Uh, well, because I give this model a D, Dan. Okay. <laughs> I think this model looks stupid. Ah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Okay, what do you think about points value then? I think it's an A. Yeah. I think it's got really good value, oh. especially in the context of a bone splitter's army. Yes. Oh, yeah. Up until the, the spear chuckas, right, you know, got to where they were, this was what you were taking to do damage. Sure. When uh, Doug brought this thing, and the only thing that kept me from probably losing that game was the fact that I handed Dustin him off, like sure. turn two or something. But otherwise, it would have been all Just over. a reminder that we put Doug in the cube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so how about damage? A. A. Boom. Punchy as heck. A support? C. There are some things there. Yep. They're okay. You get the little aura thing, and yeah, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, that's not what you take them for. Right. No. And resilience. B. Five up ward mm-hmm. save. Pretty good. Yep. And lots of wounds. A lot of wounds. That's our buddy. I expect the vulture here for Cruel Boys to be rather divisive. Oh, man. I'm I'm excited to know where you're at with this because I, I love the model. I think the model's an A. You're going to say D because that's where we're at. No. Uh, I, I just don't like the look. I give it a C. Okay. I give it a C because of the detail. I love the details on this model. Very nice. I love the proportions are very nice. Have you seen one in person yet? Yeah. You brought one to a couple of games we played. I think you had it built. I played you with it? Yeah, because you played with your cruel boys a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. I don't give it an A. But I'll give it a B. I think so. Points. What do you think? C. Yeah. Real struggle. For what it does. What it does. Yeah. How about uh, damage output? Also a C. Very middling. Extremely middling. Support. Also a C. You think on paper it would do more, but it just doesn't. Yeah. And then resilience. D. This thing dies. Yeah. D for dies. And so the question is, what would they have to do to make this model something more people take? Because it's a good model, and the model itself is cool. I would up the support mechanic. I think maybe the damage is right where it's supposed to be for what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it not being very resilient. Nothing in Cruel Boys really should be. Mm -hmm. Make it a better support character. Give me a bucket of rules that makes it a real threat to be on the table. Make it scary. Make it cause models to run away. Oh, sure. You know... All right. Yes. Mangor squigs. Yeah. Seen a couple in our day. Oh, yeah. I painted one. I had one painted. I like the model. It just looks cool. It's a great model. It looks like you expect... A mangor squig to look. Yes. A giant, oversized squig with some stupid grots riding it. Yep. That's exactly... It's fun. It's whimsical. It's exactly what you expect. A. A. We'll give it there. Points value. How many points is it nowadays? 300 points, roughly. Ooh. That's a lot of points. C. Because the moves 
very spiky. I Move mean, is random. Damage yes. is kind of random. Yeah, I agree with C. Damage, though? B. If just, you get Just because it lives on that spectrum. Yep, absolutely. If you're in the top brackets, it's an A. And if you can get there, support? F. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. It's out there again. Lone warrior. Go do stuff to something. Make yourself obnoxious. And resilience? D. I have killed enough of these things in my day. It, it was it not, does not matter. difficult to do. But the model is so awesome. All right. Your favoriteest, bestest ever model, probably, I think, is a Frost Lord on a Stonehorn. My bestest model? Like, are you saying, like, by painting? or? No, no. I'm talking about overall rules and what you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean... Not quite... Catacross, but I mean, you really. I do enjoy a good Frostlord on Stonehorn. Yes. I think the model's a C, though. I think it's real middle of the road. You know, I talk about proportion, and that's important to me. I get it that there's a giant ogre on the back of this thing. Like, how big would you have to make it to be proportioned correctly? I don't know. But it, if it was just the Stonehorn, yes. I think that's a cool part of this model. The whole thing, I give it a C. Okay. Uh, points value for 430. B. And we may have different grades in a couple months when we get this book. Gosh, yeah. I hope so. You hope so, sure. How about damage? Oh, A. A. <laughs> yeah, there's some where we just know what the answer is. Support? B. Mm-hmm. The reroll charges for Beast Claw Raider units is huge. That is, you spend one command point and you are good to go. It is so valuable. And then resilience. Also a B. Yep. Your three up save with a five up ward. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. It is not easy to kill one of these things. No. Even with 13 wounds. It is not easy at all. So, Dan, next up is giants. We said it doesn't matter. We'll pick one. What giant are you feeling? What, uh, what Kraken, I think. Kraken either. Just because that's the one that, that's a soccer ball kicker, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So maybe that one. Okay. I think the Kraken eater will go with. The model, I mean, they all kind of look the same. I have a, is it the Gatebreaker with the big giant stone thing? Yep, you have a Gatebreaker. Yeah, breaker, and yeah. I really like that model. This one, I would give it a B. I, I give all these guys a B other than the Gatebreaker because I love the big swingy thing and some of the other details. I mean, he's holding a bunch of cannons in his hand and a net and stuff. Yeah, I give him a B. I think he looks okay. I agree with that, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about points value? A. For, yep, 500 points. <laughs> yeah. 25% of your army. Yeah, a. but still, I mean... Objective? What objective? Oh, oh, you mean the one over there? What I'm standing on? <laughs> the one I'm going to carry with me across the board? Sure. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, damage. This is the value that varies the most between them. Mm-hmm. The Kraken Eater, I think, is just a C. Yep. I give him an average. I'd give a War Stomper a B, and I'd give a Gatebreaker an A. If I was going to have to go toe-to-toe with one of the... One of the uh, Giants? I'd I want to be toe-to-toe with a Kraken Eater. A Kraken. Eater. Absolutely. He's the one I would pick. Support. This one's an A. Mm-hmm. Really only for the ability to kick the objective into the absolute most annoying place possible. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. It's an v- incredibly strong rule. I hope they don't get rid of that because it's unique. If they do get rid of it, I would like to see them explore another unique area with the rule set. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, resilience into, in today's meta. So four up save, 35 wounds. None of them have ward saves base. I say a B. It is a that's a pretty tall mountain to climb in one combat. Yeah. Right? Because you're gonna take the swing back and it's gonna be not so fun. 
Yeah. But again, if I was against him and I had 20 uh, Blade guys, I'd, I'd be fine. It. Yeah. Yeah. Swing back. All you want, man. Four up, five up. I'm good. I mean, good luck. Like at that <laughs> right at that point, when you've got 20 of them, you're talking about 60 attacks. You're going to be minus one save. So you're mm. going to be sitting there at at least forcing a five up. You know, you yeah. can all out defense, do all those kinds of things. If you got the charge off, you could be talking about putting him at a six up. If you got purple sun out there, you get no save all of a sudden. Oh, and all of a sudden there's, you know, six or seven mortals that you drop right away. Do that a couple times. Very doable. Yeah. So, but yeah. you've basically gone point for point almost, not yeah. quite. 375, I think, for mm-hmm. for those guys. Yeah, something like that. 350. Yeah, it's and, 350. And you're counting in the purple sun, right? So you're talking about oh, 460. Okay, yeah. Yep. Okay, that's about the same. I mean, it makes enough. sense. Seems like a fair trade. Okay, cool. So that's it. That's our making the grade segments. Yeah. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you uh, found some of our choice is controversial and you got a laugh out of it because I know we did obviously <laughs> as we're talking through this and hopefully we can come up with some other fun stuff like this in the future and stuff that's not related to winning the game sure. which is always fun. Alright so we are going to come back with Scriptorium and we got some exciting news in Scriptorium. We sure do. It's Scriptorium time and some major excitement at least for me. Gaunt's Ghosts book number nine is coming out in audio. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited to have another Toby Longworth Gaunt's Ghosts book to listen to. That is amazing. Very exciting. And the other thing is the Soul Drinkers Space Marine chapter has an omnibus now. And when I put in the notes, they are literally the Greek tragedy of the 41st millennium. They are such a cool army to like faction group. Yeah, and you know their history and the reason that they are who they are and the fact that they're corrupted but they're not corrupted. Their whole story is just so I would have loved a bunch of Forge World resin heroes oh, of of them. I can't it was years and years ago that I read the books, but the books were really good. The main character when he gets I'm not giving a whole lot away here because you know, most people aren't going to read it, but they end up going through this transformation. Yeah, I'd say that's a good way to put it. And he gets turned into like this crab creature or something with a, he's still got his human torso and his head and stuff, but it was just like so tragic because he was a good person. And this happened to him and you're like, well, that's just totally unjust. You know, and then when you look at how the rest of the story ends up going, it's fascinating. I would definitely recommend people at least pick up the first Soul Drinker's book to see what they're about. And they have this really cool power where they can just totally freak people out. They basically have a, it's kind of a psychic power where they, whatever the worst fear that that opponent has, they can force them to view it and see mm. it. And they just get, to- even Space Marines are just like freaking out. And it's so cool. Joke's on them. I'm afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's really neat that they're getting an omnibus. And then C.L. Werner has written his first KO novel, and it's a full novel. It's not just a short story. It's called Overlords of the Iron Dragon. If you are a KO fan, I definitely would think you're going to be looking this up. And C.L. Warner is definitely my favorite old world, and even his new stuff in the Moral Realms has been just so good. Two of my favorite characters in the old world war. Warner stuff. Sounds like really, really good things coming down the track in Black Library. So, Brennan, how about your stuffs? Reads, Echoes of Eternity. Already got it downloaded on my phone a couple hours in. okay. I'm ahead of Dan for once. Yeah, that's mad. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So far, so good. Watches. I watched the two episodes of Rings of Power. I quite liked it. Um, I know you... I'll have a different feedback. Yeah, you're not quite there on it. I quite liked it in the sense of it's clearly its own standalone thing. 
I find it to be more reminiscent of the trilogy series than of The Hobbit, necessarily. Mm. It's got a lot of, like, grandness. You've only watched one episode, so you won't know this necessarily. They do a really good job of portraying how much of a horror element orcs are, Mm -hmm. especially relative to just normal humans. Mm Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Okay. Yeah. Glad you're enjoying it. That's where I'm at. And uh, you've been watching House. House, House of Dragon. Dragon. Yep. Enjoying that. Very much so. We're well, in agreement on that one for sure. Okay, cool. And then you've got uh, six or seven yeah, bullet points here. <laughs> Undaunted Courage is in progress still. I'm just finding out some fascinating things where Jefferson actually, like three or four times before he sent you know, Lewis and Clark on their expedition had tried to do something else, either through foreign agents or he had this one grandiose plan where he was going to send like a whole battalion of troops to the West or something. I think a lot of people are aware of a guy named Rogers was a ranger and he was very famous in kind of settling the old Northwest part of America Mm -hmm. when it was there. He talked to Jefferson and he said, bad plan. (laughs) You don't send, you send half a dozen people at most on something like this, you know, and so that died. And, but there was all all these other things he tried to do and you just don't realize what was going on or how yeah. that it wasn't just there uh, so it just a great book very enjoyable and then echoes is in route for me i just got a shipping notice today so sometime soon and mary Willow lewis will be put on the the proverbial shelf until that is finished mm-hmm. for sure so i'm looking forward to that of course i finished dark city oh my gosh brendan it, it, the reveals in these vaults of Terra books are just frightening. Just the implications to the the human world. It, it's just insane, the stuff they come up with. And a lot of it has to do with the throne and how it functions and the golden throne and all that. Yeah. And this behind-the-scenes look that you get is just really, really cool. And then I started Thunderstrike, which was the collection of the Mortal Realms books or stories and they've been kind of hit or miss the first couple were really good like the very first story was a detachment of Stormcast that went into a swamp to try to find what had happened to these missing human settlements well they went into a swamp so I wonder who they ran into Shrek yeah Shrek of course the first time I'd ever read anything about Cruel Boys it was a really good story very very cool Stormcast versus Cruel Boys right and then the second one was like this Grot, who wanted everybody to think that he was the boss Grot. And he finally did something by accident, and he's like riding in on it. Speaking of mangler squigs, he's riding in on a mangler squig, and it was just a fun, whimsical story, you know, which you usually get when you're talking about Grots, right? Of course. Darknet Diaries, I continue. The latest one is really fascinating because it talks about insider trading. There's something called market wires where these companies pay to have these wire services kind of hold the reports that can have impact on stocks, you know, like people knowing what's going on with the stocks. And this guy hacked into these things. So even like four to six hours before they ended up being released, big deal. it was huge. But you don't really think it goes on that much. And that's what I love about this show is they expose this kind of stuff and you're like frightening things. I've been watching Umbrella Academy for quite a while because it's been out for quite a while, but I I never picked up season three. I picked up season three and I saw my first Kugel Blitz, which was really cool. For those who don't know what that is, essentially it is a man-made black hole. This show, you really have to watch it, I think, multiple times to understand what the heck is going on because it really can be confusing because you're going multiple dimensions and the characters come out of different dimensions in different ways and you're like, what happened to this person? 
Hargreaves, who is kind of the ultimate villain in this series, is actually, it turns out, an alien. And you're going, what? But there are some really fun moments in this show, too. But but it was really good. And I'm glad I finally caught up with it. The last thing, uh, two things. First, I'm waiting for Wednesday Adams to come out on Netflix. They just said the fall, so I don't know what that is. Jenna Ortega is going to play her. I think she's going to do a great job with her. I think I've mentioned before, listeners, there was a thing on YouTube, a series called Adult Wednesday Adams, which was just hilarious. It was so good. It's exactly what you would expect her to be as an adult. Okay. But this looks really good. You know, another kind of reimagining of her character. And Christina Ricci, who played her in the Adams Family movies, has really said that she's done a great job with it what she says so that's kind of a neat endorsement so real quickly i'm going to talk about rings of power and house of dragons for me this is my take on these. So I watched one episode of Rings of Power. I wanted to make my own mind up. I did not want to listen to all the other stuff. As context, I have read all the Lord of the Rings materials I could have read. I read the Cimmerillion, saw all the Second Age stuff, the appendix. I've read all that stuff. So my take on this after watching the episode, the first episode, is that the showrunners chose to take the minimal amount of the original source material, and then they decided to write their own narrative and develop their own character arcs, irregardless of what Tolkien had written. To me, this is not Tolkien-esque. You know, again, everybody should watch it on their own. As fantasy, if I didn't know it was Tolkien and I just watched it as a fantasy show, I would think it was not too bad, actually. The visuals are amazing. The other part of it that I didn't enjoy too much was the dialogue and the acting. I thought was kind of okay. It's a little stiff. I'm probably not going to invest any more time in it. Uh, Other than one episode, I gave it a shot. Again, I would encourage people to decide for themselves and watch it, okay? Mm -hmm. House of Dragons... Exactly the opposite. I was very hesitant to watch it. I think like a lot of people who watched the second half. You were hurt. You weren't ready to love again. Season eight of Thrones, right? It's like, no, exactly, Brendan. And it was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I was very pleasantly surprised. The visuals, of course, but the acting and the story, it's just fascinating to me. You know, Rings of Power, I really didn't get invested even after a single episode in any of the characters. I'm already invested after just one episode in a couple of the characters. Like, uh, is it or the guy who's like the Seneschal? He's like the advisor to the king. In Otto this. Hightower. Yeah, I guess it's who it is in this one. And he's just it's such a cool character. And, of course, Damon is my favorite character at this point. Oh, the rogue prince. Dan, I, you know, this is going to change my perspective of you as a person. <laughs> so I've... let's just say, but the point is, it's like Arya. Every, when I said Arya was one of my favorite characters after just a couple of episodes of, of Thrones, right? They were like, Arya? I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you, this character has potential. I just knew she did. And it was like, I was rewarded. I don't know what it is about him. I'm really enjoying the way he's presented. He plays a compelling villain. Like, I'll give him that. Yeah. Do I enjoy him? No. No. The other character who, I mean, there are a lot of characters who I enjoy, but the other one is the crab feeder. I think he's fascinating. What is he? What is that? I just think it's... Gotta keep watching, Dan. All right. I just think introducing a totally out-of-place character because you look at all the other characters you know they're all kings and queens and princes and you know they're all wearing beautiful clothes and you get this guy you're going that is really cool that they introduce something like that to the show so i'm very much enjoying house of dragons cool i'm feeling the way i did on the first few episodes of thrones when i started watching that years and years ago that's my take on those two we'll see what goes on yeah can't wait to watch uh Episode three now, as you said, it's out. All right, moving on to... This or that. 
Brendan? All of you start. Okay. I know the answer now that we've done the review. <laughs> so Frostlord or Leviathan? Uh, Frostlord. Okay, yeah, that, it's obvious, but Archeon or Bellicor? Ooh, Archeon. I think both of them are some of my better painted models. I think both of them got some tender love and care from me. Archeon is going to remain one of my proudest centerpieces for, I imagine, quite a long time. As well it should. Okay, cool. Easy ones. Thermodons or Chosen? Ooh. <laughs> Those Chosen look so They do. And I, and I think I'm going to lean Chosen. Okay. Yeah. But the Thermodons look so... The, yeah, the Therodons are, <laughs> the are sharp. Oh, they look so good. So you're going to go Chosen. Okay, yeah. cool. Those are all easy questions, but... All right, so are you more interested as the season moves on, and you may not follow them directly, but are you more interested in following Georgia's season or Bama's season? Oh, Alabama. There's nothing more exciting than a Nick Saban team that has been hurt. They played a very good national championship game, but ultimately they lost. And I guarantee you... From the moment that game ended, for all the guys who were coming back, Saban didn't let them stop thinking about it for one moment. (laughs) If you were going to see maybe one of the greatest performances over the course of a season in college football, my money would be on Alabama this year. I am fully expecting them, with the roster that they have returned, for them to accomplish things that have not been done in college football in a long time. Okay. That's great that you're excited about them. Okay. So, Brendan, we're going to go to Halloween candy. Okay. And there's that's, two, that's right around the corner. There's two very classic types of Halloween candy. There's candy corn, mm-hmm. which everybody knows about. And there's candy pumpkins. Little, you know, orange pumpkins oh, with the, the green candy tops. Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah candy, candy pumpkins. pumpkins. So, Brendan, which would you rather have a bowl of oh, the concentrated... Can, just Carbs. sugar, candy pumpkins. Candy I think pumpkins. they taste better than candy corn. I, I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Everybody mm. eats stuff differently, but I know I used to always bite off the segments, you know, of the candy corn. And the top one always tasted like wax to me. I hated that one. Mm-hmm. The middle was chocolate, which was okay, but the bottom, the orange part, was the best. So for you, it's pumpkins. Yeah. Okay. That's my five. Okay. Dan. What's the model that we didn't include in making the grade? The, the outside looking in, what was the next one that would have made the cut? Kragnos. Okay. We would have looked at Kragnos because I think he's so iconic. He is a beautiful model. I give him an A just because he is dynamic and all those things in terms of the model. We won't have the longer conversation, but yeah, I really, really like Kragnos. You're retired. I am. And so is my lovely wife. I'll need you to go into your unretired life. Okay, I can do that. There yeah. was a lot of years of that. Yeah, put your hat on for that. <laughs> a lot more of those years. What is the best way to spend a long weekend? So, like, we had Labor Day. We got a we got a free extra day. Mm-hmm. Those of us in the working world, I know the rest of you. you know, every day is a holiday in this house. <laughs> yeah, right. I usually end up like that Monday cleaning or like mm-hmm. working on a house project. And. Me- I'm sure I'll be corrected on this, but I think a lot of times it would be like finding something that we hadn't done before or going someplace we hadn't gone, like finding a restaurant or some kind of a store or a art fair or a flower show or something, whatever it is that we hadn't done as some small local thing and maybe do those kind of things over that kind of weekend. Okay. Curse City Expansion didn't include any new models. Yeah. Stupid. What would be the big bad model that you would put in a Curse City Expansion? Like a spider vampire or like a bone golem? I think I would put a giant skeleton. Okay. You know, think of like a bone reapers, like a Mortart guard, but 
tall, but bigger, and not the skinny stalker ones. Mm. Like, and not that tall either. Just like maybe twice, two or three times as big as a regular skeleton, but bulked out. I like think it, that like an cool. ogre skeleton. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And because when you think about the story in the cursed city, there were always these skeleton guards walking around, kind of keeping things in order, mm. and everybody was just totally in fear of them. If you heard them coming, and you could, because there were skeletons clanking down the street, right? Poof, everybody just disappeared. That would be cool to have one of them like a sergeant or something. Okay. That would be cool. You have to compete against one of these two athletes in their prime, uh-huh. either in, for the one of them, a one-on-one game of basketball versus Michael Jordan, or a tennis match versus Serena Williams. Oh, God. In their prime. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you have to try you can't just be like, I'm just going to lay down and... I played tennis. So that would just... It would just be boring. Like, I couldn't even return her serves, you know? It wouldn't even be a shot. At least, I would go with Michael Jordan because at least if I knew this was coming, I could practice three-point shots for like five weeks, you know, eight hours a day. And if nothing else, I could take three-point shots and make them against Michael Jordan. And the first time I hit a three-pointer against the, the Michael Jordan... The arrogance of that statement. <laughs> like, the first time I hit a three-pointer, the only time I hit a three-pointer against Michael Jordan, it'd be, yes! Game over! Let's go home! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and just to meet Michael Jordan and, you know, kind of have a conversation with him see what he's really like yeah because that's always interesting i think when people aren't in front of the spotlight or they're not intensely competitive in their sport Mm -hmm. different person i think a lot of times not always but last question yes sir one weekend of college football in the books Mm -hmm. who are the four teams in the playoffs god so it's bama and georgia for sure okay one and two i'm gonna say man i want to say clemson but no clearly didn't watch the clemson game no 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 i didn't you did. I don't know that you'd feel so good about them. Got Ohio State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. I know this is like a totally out there choice, but OSU. Like Oklahoma State, yeah, OSU. Yeah, okay. Yeah. OSU and um, I don't know. I'll take Trojans right now. USC. Yeah, right now. Really? Right now. Okay. It's early, Brendan. One week. Anything can change. The year I played at Navy, we were 2-0. Going against Michigan, we'd beaten Virginia at home and Penn State on the road. I'll tell you, that was a pretty good start to a season for a team like Navy. (laughs) But then reality (laughs) struck. And then you played Michigan. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's it. All right, that's it. Cool, man. Move on to show close. All right. There is something going on around here, something you may not even know about. Show close. So no Sunday announcements because it's Tuesday, and we already talked about pre-releases and pre-releases and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You just got a Q&A? I do. Okay. So mine is a two-part Q&A from uh, listener Dave Nordstrom. Okay. First part of the question is, is it a coincidence Tyler Emerson decided to attend NashCon in a year Brendan didn't? No, it's not a coincidence. Like, he was going to NashCon before we all were. He just couldn't go the last year we went. But, mm-hmm. you know. And the second part of the question is, why is Tyler ducking you on the tabletop? And I think the answer is very simple. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's afraid... <laughs> He's afraid of what's going to happen in that game. We've played once. He won. I helped him win. So really, I won. The <laughs> By proxy? <laughs> I think he wants to keep his record sheet clean at 1-0. I, I think that's why he's ducking me on the table. You okay. Know, he's got a best general now, so like he can't say it's because he's some big narrative player. You know, He took second place at a 100-player tournament. So Yeah, no kidding. 
I don't know, man. Sounds like you're a competitive player now. Yeah, no argument. You can't argue that. Yeah, no. That's not just at all. science. Yeah, absolutely. So I had one question. The question was about if I were to build an Urgle army, what one model would I make my whole army out of? What one unit would I make my whole army out of? Mm, like spamming one unit? Yeah, okay. and, and just almost that's all there would be in a hero right. or two. Yeah, the requisite right. heroes. And sure. it would no doubt be Blight Lords. Okay. Because I'm always down with the cavalry. I think I would like this to kind of sprinkle in a few plague drone units. I think that'd be fun, but the whole army would be flying. I would love to do that. Okay. That would be cool. So Blight Lords with plague drones kind of sprinkled in. That's Q&A. And episode 106, we don't know. It's, don't it's, know. It's a mystery. Now, I'm going to say, based on both of our schedules, the gonna earliest... going to have to be another easy one. Yeah, and... We're probably going to go three weeks for the next one, at least two and a half weeks, just because we're both kind of running around and stuff's going on. Very busy. By the time we would be recording the next episode of two weeks from now. Mm. And you've got a couple, a few out of towns coming up straight up. And just a few. Yeah. So I think just as a heads up, if you don't see something posted two weeks from Saturday is when we'll probably post this one again. We're still here. You we just got to trust us. We love you. We appreciate you. But we are probably going to take an extra week or so to get an episode out to you. And hopefully by then, as almost surely, we will have a couple battle tones oh, to report. please, Games Workshop. Yes. <laughs> Bring me content. All right. Thank you, my friend. That was really fun, actually, going yeah. through those models. That Very was Very light episode. Yes. And that's... That's part of this. It's good. Not our usual um, grave seriousness. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are terribly serious. Right. Other than that, listeners, thank you, as always. We really appreciate you being here, being part of the show, being part of our family. And be sure, if you have any feedback, either cubic shenanigans at Gmail for me and hobby underscore bear on the Twitters for Brendan. Let us know what you're thinking. Otherwise, take care, stay safe, and don't forget shenanigans because life is better when you're up to something. Bye. This is